Woke up this morning with the sundown shining in him. Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the f***ing money, head? Oh, it's, uh, oh, oh, it's down there somewhere. Let me take another look. I found my mind in a brown paper bag, but then... 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Trip. On a cloud and fell eight miles high. I tore my mind on a jagged sky. Okay, you know you guys aren't privy to all the new, so uh, you know that's what you uh, that's what you pay me for. I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Yeah, let's cut through the chase, okay? What are you guys selling? I lost you $60,000. There is no one who wants to make that money back for you more than I do. There's just one thing, dude. What's that? You have to use so many cuss words. What the f*** are you talking about? Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. I woke up this morning with the sundown shining in him. I found my mind in a brown paper bag, but then... Hello, welcome back to Action Jackson. I'm Mr. Greg Pappas on the board. SP Futures down 7. SF Futures down 21. Uh, we get the big... I was listening to, uh, this morning uh, on the radio on the way in. Listen to the lady describing the closely watched uh, inflation number to CPI. Well, she's right for about the last year and a half. And she would have been right up to maybe like 1982, but in the 40 years in the middle, nobody paid any attention to it. Just saying. Do we have Kevin? You have the closely watched Kevin. Yes, the closely watched Kevin. Um, Kevin, you know when you when you uh, observe what's going on in the city around you, uh, sometimes you know if, if you you talk to people, and depending on where they are, depending on their political leanings, depending on what they feel about what's going on with all the, uh, well, I'll say it, the, a lot of the racial stuff, uh, depending on where you are, people have somewhat amazing opinions. But, you know, if, if you're not sort of involved, I mean, everybody's entitled to it, of course. But last night, we have, you have two people here you're talking to, Greg and I, and both of us had some sort of an incident on the way home last night. And we're talking, well, for me, it was maybe 7.15 when it worked out and stuff. And driving along on Franklin, minding my own business. And, uh, of course, some guy flies around me, like, outraged. So he's in the left lane. We stop at the stoplight. Now, he's got, the, you know, the blacked-out car, but he's got the window open. So foolishly, I take a look at the guy. And, of course, it's the full hoodie with the mask on. Like he's going to go rob a stage or something. And this is in the car by himself. With the hoodie and the mask. And, of course, the guy's outraged that I looked at him. I'm thinking, okay, when do the bullets start? <laughs> yeah. Sort of like in, uh, um, what's his name, Dennis Hopper in uh, um, Blue Velvet, huh? Yeah. Don't you look at me. <laughs> yeah. So so the guy immediately, as soon as the light comes anywhere close to green, flies out in front of me, cuts in front of everybody else, does the big swirl, and does goes right through the red light onto uh, whatever street that is. And, of course, there's a cop right there cop never even looked at him never even looked at him so then the cop pulls out and he's now he's on division and it's kind of confusing there was actually a right turn lane for bikes and one for cars 
Well, the one for cars is red. Some guy blows right up next to the cop who stopped right through the red light. Guy never even never even thought of pulling the dude over. Now, this guy, I think, was white. So, I mean, it didn't matter. The guy didn't want to pull anybody over. So Greg, and and he's, they're taunting, basically. Yeah, basically. Ta- and then, so, so Greg was walking from work last night over to uh, State Street to get the subway. What happened to you, Greg? Yeah, so Greg was walking and saw a whole Greg bunch is of- you? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. He, Greg was walking to the... Cool. Uh, Speaking about yourself in the third person. Yeah, you're, 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 you're cool. like an NFL halfback. Always half- cool. Yeah, you're like an NFL halfback. Yeah, Greg is feeling it today. Yeah. <laughs> um, walking on Wells heading east, and I saw at first the lights, you know, three or four cop cars, and then, and then them standing out there kind of making sure nobody goes into the taped-off little park area. And... You know, it could be TV cameras, could be movie crew or whatever. So I'm like, hey, guys, please tell me this is a movie. And they go, nope, real life. And so they didn't say anything else. But I looked when I was uh, when I was sitting down next on Twitter and sure enough, stabbing. And the dude took off and they didn't get him. He, he went on the train somewhere. What right on the train you went on? Yeah, probably. Probably the cool. uh, same train. Yeah. So stabbing, you know, maybe... Two blocks from the board of trade, or three blocks. Kevin, yeah, anybody Last who thinks that this is this is this is okay here, really has got rose-colored glasses. Well, I had a different experience recently, um, where I'm driving down the road, a car comes blowing past me, um, and then uh, a few seconds later, the flashing lights come up behind me. So I think this guy's going to get pulled over for speeding. And sure enough, he and and I was going along, uh, you know, maybe a, a mile into Michigan, going east-west, and, um, uh, and and in this case, the uh, the guy did pull over, and he pulled over, and just as soon as the cop started to get out, he took off again, and uh, and and the, the cop chased him, and uh, I lost track of them as they got very, very far ahead of me, but I think the guy turned, made a left turn and tried to make a beeline for Indiana, figuring he can outrun a, if he can get to Indiana, the Michigan cop can't get him, but uh, I don't know what the outcome was, because I couldn't find it in the newspaper. Well, you're not going to get anything, I mean, there's no, the episode on Orion Sunday night, I went by with a dead body or two. I could never find that in the paper. I mean, Ariel, no. Ariel found it on Twitter somewhere. That somebody had a tweet that something that the thing had been closed. But uh, there's no. Yeah. I don't know. The, thing, the thing, the reason I brought it up was, was just simply to say, we, you know, there are some places where they still chase. It just ain't Chicago, no, <laughs> or or many other major cities. It is, it's not it is, Milwaukee either. It is absolute total anarchy here. It's total anarchy, and uh, and I, you know, you could people can say, oh, it's not that bad. Well, they're not here. They're not here. People are saying that. It's, uh, well, and, and, and Lori was on uh, with Al Sharpton earlier this week saying that it was right-wing forces that caused her to lose her election. Um, well, she... Uh, I don't know about... I don't know about that, necessarily. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she lost the election because she was a crappy mayor. Yeah, but, I, you know, is, is, is the job even doable. The, the, the right-wing forces engineered the next guy coming in. I'm going I'm I'm to say, right. say something very... Every single person... Now, the guy used to be my alderman, this guy, Scott Wedrzak. Now, when he came in, he was a progressive. Now, of course, he's, he's on the right, you know, compared to the other progressives. 
and he was a chairman of the finance committee. No, he didn't endorse this guy. He was guy. relieved of his duties, wasn't he? Yeah, so he was he was relieved of his duties as the finance chairman, and of course the person who is in there is is black. It is I mean, is this, is this guy? I mean, I, I I should know before I say something. Is he appointed any white person any place, or any Asian person, or any Hispanic? Maybe a Hispanic somewhere. Right? This is is this racism? Is it possible for a black person to be racist? No, no matter how much they the, may, they may hate actually, it. there are people, academic types included, that say no, it is not possible. When you're in the minority, it's not possible. So of course, if, it's possible. If some, so, if somebody can accuse you of hating them because of their skin color, but it's okay for them to hate you and accuse you. Well, you had it coming. Oh yeah, you had it coming. I uh, I, I I don't I, I have no idea where this is going to play out, Kevin. I mean, I can't even imagine where how this is going to play out. I mean, we're talking about an, an entire city here that doesn't know what to do. It absolutely does not know what to do. And, you, and you're, you're trying to attract a business. I think they're trying to attract businesses, or maybe they've decided they don't even want to do that. They're trying to attract businesses into an area where they're telling you they're going to put low-income housing in the next-door building. I mean, what are we... Is, is, is there no sense here of what, of what it takes to actually have tax revenue in a place and having people that provide jobs and so forth? I mean, it, I don't, I don't get it. It's not like, I, I really, I mean, the weird part is, I, I absolutely do not care whatsoever what anybody's skin color is. I just look at what they're doing, and I'm, and I'm appalled. <laughs> and can an Asian person get a job here? Do we even, do we even know we have an Asian community? I haven't seen one in, other, than, <laughs> other than the fact that they do better than anybody else at all the high schools. I mean, does anybody? I, I, you know, and that's not true either. I mean, yes, there. Uh, I, I think statistically, you have an argument. But that's that's not even a fair characterization for the average Asian student because now you're saying, well, that one's the dumbass. No, I'm. I, uh, or I'm so, what I'm saying so is, I, I, I don't even, know I anybody. Even go there. I, I you know, I, I think the whole idea is, um, you know, if we're going to get anywhere, we're going it, to it. It's got to stop mattering in any way. Yeah. And, you know, and it, it's got to stop mattering in any way. And every time we find ourselves saying something. That that is an Im- implicit bias type of uh, uh, situation that you just have to learn to say, well, so what? Probably, you know, might or might not be true, uh, you know, whatever. But it's, you know, so what? So what? Big deal. And uh, it, we just we just can't pull that trigger. I don't know why. Well, but now but now we have uh, this this whole idea of uh, you know, the reparations. Evanston's going to do reparations now, aren't they, Greg, or some some story like that in California? I don't. I, I just. I don't. First of all, how do, how do you prove you're a descendant of a slave? And what if what if you're a descendant of somebody from Illinois or Iowa, that, that or I don't know about Iowa if they were around, but but Ohio that got killed in the Civil War? You don't get any, do you get reparations? I mean, I, I mean it was it was a horrible horrible thing. How the hell the guys got together with the Constitution and had slavery in there as legal? I have no idea. I mean, that obviously one of the biggest screw ups we've ever done in this country. Everybody knows that. I mean, I think everybody knows that. You should. Uh, somehow, well, Hal, Hal was talking yesterday. He was talking yesterday about you know buying votes, and and he's right. And I think it's pretty darn condescending to say if I give you some money, you'll vote for me. Um, you don't. You don't. You won't care about anything else except if I give you some money. What did Karen? And, uh, and yet, that's where we are. What did What did Karen Reeves say? Her Her grandmother told her she used to get. For coming to the polls, she used to get a, a turkey and a pair of pantyhose. Ooh, ooh. 
and yeah. I, so I can I can go vote now. Yeah. <laughs> incentive. Yeah, well, I mean, it was. I want those pantyhose, man. It was. It was more. <laughs> I don't know if it was necessarily an incentive to vote. It was an incentive to get out of the house and go down there because people are saying what, what, they probably say nothing ever changes for me. Why do I? Why do I walk down the block? Well, here's an incentive to walk down the block. Okay, you know. So I mean, it's it's. I, I, the thing of it is ec- economically, Kevin. I don't. What you just said, by the way, you know that. Uh, I listen to everything you say, and I've learned a shitload from you. I shouldn't say that. Uh, but what you just said, I'm surprised. Because this is the part that, that every man, which I think all of us are, the only difference is I, I, I try and, 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 and still remember what George Stigler told me, is th- these jobs are worth so much money to so many people the idea that there's money there's money there to be passed out for votes, of course there is. Of course there is. I mean, one, one contract the city hands out to somebody, you don't think that, that Walsh or one of these places, I won't, I'm not going to accuse them personally, but that one of these places, you don't think that there's not 200, 400 companies in this country that would absolutely, if you let them, finance the entire presidential campaign for somebody or senatorial campaign for somebody because one contract I don't think the regular regular person including me has any idea how much this how much money is parceled out by these governments in in terms of these contracts and some of this stuff you you'll you'll pay off your mother for God's sake for that contract just money wise because they're not all they're not all free bid they're not all if they if they were bid terrifically Nobody would care. I mean, look at this the saga of this Commonwealth Edison. It's, it's right there in front of your face. Everything that these legislators do to give these guys these rate increases is worth so much money, they'll, they'll bribe their aunt, for God's sake, for, 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 that, for that raise. I mean, the, I, I, mean I, can't, I cannot, I don't know what a trillion dollars means, Kevin. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking down to anybody. I don't know what even a billion dollars means. I, wouldn't, I don't know how if it would even would it stack up on my, on my studio desk. Probably not. You know, I, I don't even know. I can't even imagine what that is. Well, a trillion for sure. I guess there are people now that have billions. But uh, I, so the idea that, that somebody would not pay somebody 50 bucks to go vote when, when they know they're handing out millions and millions and billions of dollars worth of contract, look at the money. I mean, just like they said in the, in the movie, follow the dough. I'm sorry for my rant. No, it's all right. It's all right. You aren't wrong. You aren't wrong. Which is, you know, I hate to oh, yeah. say it the other way, where I say oh, yeah. you're right, Tom, because oh, yeah. oh, yeah. that could that one will come back to bite me. Oh, absolutely. Someday, but, <laughs> without a doubt. But, my, Mike, um, could, Mike could be tweeting and saying, "What would Kevin just say?" <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it, you know, it, the other the other thing about reparations, because California's going to do it, that won't be inflationary. <laughs> well, but they can't create money. Here's going to take it from some people and give it to others. <laughs> Doesn't matter. They're dumping. They're dumping cash into the economy. They'll borrow it. Well, okay. Actually, though, I mean, that that is not inflationary. Borrowing it and then giving it to somebody else. It may be dumb, but it's not. It's not inflationary. You're taking from one and giving it to another. Yeah, uh, they'll. You know, somehow they'll find a way to get it back. Or maybe, or you know, what they if they get any kind of federal help, or use federal money that they got that the Fed printed, then yeah. Which I think a lot of states are doing. Well, you know, a, a lot. You know, this, this is one of the things that uh, um, that is in the Republicans' proposal for, um, you know, for the and their, their debt ceiling bill is 
uh, is to claw back the unspent money for um, uh, from COVID that was doled out to the states. Well, I, I don't know how much California has, but maybe it's coming out of there, which means it is federal money. Well, that's right. I mean, I think it, I think it probably is, and um, I, I think there's a. See, I don't, I don't get to. Like, are they on a? I guess they're on a cash basis. I mean, let me ask you this, Kevin. I'll, I'll phrase it as a question. Maybe one of the listeners knows. If we've had Dan Janitas on a whole bunch of times, and, and well, he comes on every week, and Dan's a terrific guest. He's talked many times, uh, Kevin, regarding some of the firms that he has found and actually thought were really good investments were kind of medium-sized companies in uh, Florida that were involved in some of the infrastructure stuff, whether they were uh, pavement companies or wasn't one of the companies they stored asphalt or something, whatever it was. But he had a couple of places that he thought were really good places, and I think he invested some money in some of them, of his people's, and I think they're doing real well, in fact. Um, but... He would always talk about the, the law was passed, you know, was it's pushing two years ago now, and he said the money is just starting to trickle out. Okay, so when they say here's $4 billion for roads, but it, and the time it takes for the contracts to be let, and you know, whatever all this happens, designed for the bridge, whatever it is, I don't even know what the delay's all about. Um, all this, where exactly is that $4 billion in the meantime? Is it just just waiting to be spent? I mean, they're waiting for the, the check to write. Is it, is it actually pushed to the side, or is it just how does that even work? Do you have any idea? Or is it in a state treasury account at some financial institution? Yeah, I mean, is, is, if you know you're going to rebuild the Kevin O'Neill, the street that goes down in front of your house, do you shove that money to, to the county or the state in an, in an escrow account until you start it, or you don't you don't the federal government doesn't issue it until the first, you know, the first steamroller show goes down the street. I have no idea how that works. I, mean, actually, I don't know how that works either. I mean, that, that's actually pretty fascinating. I wonder. Well, one of our listeners, or one of our guys, probably does. Maybe Russell does. Uh, he'll be on the second hour because it's it's all about. I mean, I, I I've heard you're talking about money that the states haven't used. I've also heard there's a whole bunch of money that was appropriated that has not actually been spent by the federal government. So my question is, yeah and, I, yeah, and I think they want that back too. Well, I mean, when you say they want it back, back from where? They're just well, going to take the authority uh, back to spend it, or they're going to take? Yeah, just pull it out of the system. Whatever, however, it's in the system, just take it out of the system. Right. We so if, if it was in some bank account, we want it back. If we haven't issued it yet, don't issue it. Don't you don't issue it? Yeah. Well, that would make sense, I think. Yeah. Well, because the numbers well, were it, the it numbers make were sense. huge. But but no, we are still recovering from COVID. I mean, it, it is a handy thing to be able to say we're still recovering from COVID. I don't want to uh, stupid. I don't want to uh, run into the Carl story here um, because he's much better at it. Maybe on Friday he'll talk about it. But did you? I sent that out yesterday. Did you see that thing that was in the Epic Times? I'm, I'm not, you know I, I don't I don't usually uh, go flying out there with some of these. Um, I'll say, but somewhat of a right-wing kind of thing, but they they claim that there is a study by the Cleveland Clinic, who's you know they've got they've, what do you got fifty-one thousand people work for the Cleveland Clinic around the country. They claim they've done an internal study the, the entire time since COVID, and they've statistically figured out that the more shots you've had, the better chance you have of getting COVID. Now, is it could that possibly be right? If it mm-hmm. is, and Carl's been right the whole way, I. I, I have a feeling Carl has been right the whole way. I never wanted him to be right, Kevin. But is, is, is that is that what we're coming to here? 
Yeah, it is because we're destroying immunity. I think we are. I, 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 I really wanted to be wrong on this, and I'm, and I'm not going to say this. This article's not out yet, uh, but if it does, uh, the good news is it said you didn't really. It's not like the people that are getting that are dying from it. So, I, you know, it didn't, well, didn't, hardly anybody's dying from it, and, and frankly, there weren't that many people dying from it in the first place. Uh, I mean, the numbers could be big, but on a percentage basis. You know, oh, it, it we, weren't, we weren't talking like ten percent of the people who got it died. It was it was more like less than one. Yeah, but wasn't it like sixty and, and or seventy skewed per- to older people? Yeah, it really skewed to older people. Which you know, but I don't, I don't like older well, people dying as, either. As is every other respiratory disease, uh, illness on the face of the earth. Yeah, so <laughs> it's skewed to older people. You still the flu, you know, flu-related deaths are skewed to older people. But that when it first came out, it was one of my clients. Uh, who's, I won't say his buddies, his group owns a bunch of nursing homes. Um, he claims that when that thing first came out, it was so dangerous, they had some guy from, uh, I think one of their places might have been in New York, and uh, some guy came from one of the hospitals. And I'm, I'm fully convinced, since I caught it at a hospital, uh, that you really shouldn't, because something happens to you, you shouldn't you know, spread it around to other people. But... Uh, claims that some they weren't even they were making people in the covid wards in some of these new york hospitals go up and uh because they were shorthanded other places you have to work in six hours and there whatever those shifts they were in the covid ward without even changing your uniform they were sending them up to like the cancer wards just for the last two hours of their shift god kevin how, how ignorant how ignorant and well th- these this particular place this nursing establishment some guy came in and he and he, he was uh, doing the double team. He'd work in the hospital all day long and he'd come and serve dinners at the nursing home at night. The guy didn't change his outfit. He didn't even, I don't know, even wash his hands. He infected something like 25 people in one night. And a bunch of them died. And it was really bad when it started. I mean, we, you, you can't really, in those areas. I mean, so we, we didn't really protect the areas we knew were in trouble. Immediately, they should have pulled up a bunch of motorhomes and said, okay, until this passes, anybody who's working here doesn't go home for a month. And if, if you want to go home, go. But if you want to stay, it's double time or whatever, and you can stay. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, did, we did not react anywhere near the way we should have. Now, hindsight's part of it. But obviously, that group of people was the one. Something like in Ohio, three or four months into it, like 67 or 65% of all the people died were in nursing homes. And we didn't protect them at all, it doesn't appear. No, in fact, we sent people who had, who had it into nursing homes. Yeah. And meanwhile, the nursing homes took it upon themselves to say, you can't come out of your room and have dinner with the person next to you. We'll stop having you know dining facilities. We'll just throw something at you, like airline food. They use it. In some places, they're still like that now. They haven't, they haven't gone back to the other, using it to their advantage. It's, it's, it's scary what we're, what we're doing here. Yeah, we're you know we're we're dumb, and it seems like we're dumb on purpose. I don't I don't think we're dumb. We're just whatever's cheaper. I mean, it, it, well, it, you're also getting paid for having patients. You're getting paid, and and are probably still getting paid for that. Um, and and uh, you know, so you, you take in you take in COVID related patients. You're getting a bonus. Well, you know, I, so, so yeah, take them into the nursing homes. Who cares if you know if if they spread it? Yeah, more people. Yeah, we got a dash here in a second to, to break, but. You know, some of this, everything, everything, your opinions in life, as you all know, Kevin, and, and you know, I think Greg feels the same way, although he's a hell of a lot younger. Your opinions in life are, are, are a lot of them, 
are, are formed because of what happened to you or people around you. And and I and I noticed when I was on the trading floor when you when it was mono on mono or mono on lady that every time you debate a trade with a person, that's the way it all started. I mean, it was between you and the other person. If there was a out trade, you settle it. Usually, if the person was legit, if it was a bad one, you split it because the, you're legit, they're legit. Okay, it's just an oopsie, right? I mean, those happen very seldom. But you always had you, you had out trades. I mean, you would have something like. You know, I thought we were buying the, the you know the, the 160 calls. You thought we were doing the 161 calls. Those are those are easy, you know, because there's not much money there. Uh, call versus put, buy versus sell. Th- th- those are a problem. Uh, but anyway, my first out trade with somebody who worked for a, a firm. The guy says, "Well, I, I can't, I can't split this. My boss won't let me." And I go, "I didn't trade with your boss. I traded with you." You know, there was a whole different dynamic then, where somebody had to get. And I think if if you and I had a nursing home, and we were we knew the people in there, we would get them back in the dining room with their friends as fast as we possibly could. If we live somewhere else and we own three nursing homes out of state, and somebody says, you know, we can save a thousand bucks a day by throwing stuff inside their door instead of in the dining room, you might just say okay because you don't care. You don't know any of these people. It's like if 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 Kevin O'Neill Inc. bought a firm in Vietnam. And somebody said, you know, we could lay off half these people. You're probably going to say yes because you don't know anybody, right? What do you care? You never met any of them. It's a different world, Kevin. When it, when I think when well, it, started- it, it is, and and the idea that you you wouldn't care about people is is just so. I don't know, somewhere between amoral and immoral, um, and, and and of course, when it comes to government, you know, they're yeah. not the most caring people either. So well, they care about themselves. I mean, like 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 most, but but more so probably. Anyway, SP Futures down four, NASDAQ Futures down four. We'll have the uh, CPI number at 730. We'll be right back, Stocks and Jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage healthcare costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630 401 
888-888-8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation and human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Stocks, jocks, Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello, welcome back to Stash and Jacks. I'm Tom Ollie's Greg Pappas on the, on the uh, I have a question for you two dudes. I think about Airbnb, which is down about 12% here this morning. Uh, after the reported uh, cautious earnings outlook, I want to vote from you two dudes. They also reported a couple of days ago, somebody said that, what's the other guy, DN, DN something something, where you can go uh, rent houses for like a week for vacation rental? Verbo? BRBO? Yeah. They're stunned at the amount of cameras people were de- found in those houses watching everybody. People doing some creeping. And uh, so the question is, is the stock down because of the bad, the bad uh, revenue or are they down because people don't like being filmed? <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't know about that one. I hope it's because of the bad revenue. SP futures down 5, NASDAQ futures down 7. Again, we're in 7. CPI numbers at 730. Dow futures down 54. Individual stocks. And the Dow got Caterpillar down 49 cents. Nothing. Everything has been very slow the last couple of days, even though we were down yesterday. Still, it was it was slow. There was no no great push for the exits or anything like that because everybody's waiting for this number. Over in Europe, DAX down 40.3%. FTSE down 10.1%. CAC around down 172 So slightly down there, but nothing nothing we couldn't come back from real quick if uh, the number comes out good. DK down 120.4%. Hang Seng down 105 at two days in a row on the Hang Seng. It's down like 3% yesterday, so another 0.5 today, 19,762. Shanghai down 38, that's another 1%. They were down 1% yesterday as well. Um, yesterday, Dow was down 56, S&P down 18. Uh, Bonds down two basis points, 3.50, almost exactly. The Bund minus two basis points, 2.31. Japan uh, unchanged at 0.42. We got oil uh, down 77 cents, 72.94 as it's really been in this, I'm going to say 68 to 74 range now for really quite a while. Despite people calling for going back to 100, you know, China's reopened and everything, it, it really isn't, at least not yet. Brent down 76 cents, 76.68. People that are along the XLE and thought that was a place to be this year, not, not real happy so far. Natural gas down 4 cents, 2.22. Arbob unchanged, 2.48. We've got gold. Down 470, but right about this middle 2000s, 2038, that's been for a while. Silver down a dime, 2579. Silver's actually been a little weaker than gold lately, and just about everybody thinks silver's a better buy than gold, but it's that again, that's not showing itself. Uh, we've got crypto, yeah, Bitcoin, which has been going down. Well, today it's almost unchanged, down 16 bucks, 27,628. US dollar is uh, up a little bit. Euro's 109.5, and the, but the pound is the one that's been stronger. It's still over 126, even though it's down a little bit today. Greg, what do you have for us? Traffic, weather, sports. That's a lot of stuff. Good morning, everyone. Chicago 49, um, and with clear skies with a high of 71. Phoenix 70, partly cloudy right now with a high of 80 today. Inbound Kennedy O'Hara to the interchange is 41 minutes. Outbound about 17. Inbound Edens, Lake Cook to the interchange is 31 minutes, 24 minutes outbound. Eisenhower, um, Wolf, 
to the interchange, 37 minutes. Outbound is 14 minutes. Stevenson, 294 to Dan Ryan is 50 minutes. 22 outbound in the Bishop Ford to the interchange, or I-80 to the interchange is 41 minutes. Outbound, um, run you about 24 minutes. Sports Cubs lose at Washington. Three to four. White Sox lose at home to the Twins. Seven to three. What are you talking about? They played the Cardinals. Huh? Cubs? They played the Cardinals. You read like two weeks ago. They lost like six to four last night. Oops. Really? Well, you were, you were dodging the guy stabbing you, so you had you know how would you know? Really? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, they lost. That part you got right. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I got that. Anyway, Tuesday, May 9th, I'm showing Guardians. May 9th of some oh, year. Yeah, White Sox beat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. White Sox beat the Royals four to two. Well, the Royals are totally hapless. And the Cubs lost to the Cardinals six to four. Well, that was an interesting update there on my. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oops. And Diamondbacks beat the Marlins, or Diamondbacks lost to the Marlins. They lost two to six. A bunch of our buddies are going tonight final game of the Cardinals series. Well, that should be fun. Cardinals were hapless until they got here. Now they're happy. Yeah, I guess that was a tie-breaking homer. Yeah. Yeah. A guy who uh, grew up as a Cub fan in the neighborhood or something. All right. Well, I'm going to go into the corner now and be in timeout. Back to you, Chief. Oh, God. <laughs> well, you can be like Angelica. All they do is lose. Who cares? It was world's greatest sports report. Oh, she was talking about the Hawks. What What do you make of the, the Hawks' uh, draft pick here, uh, Kevin? Is it worth... Well, they, 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 got, do they got themselves a um, you know a generational talent. He's supposedly the best player to come into the NHL since Connor McDavid. So, um, who is you know a Hall of Fame player? So, well, it's uh, only so much you can pin on a 17 year old, but he does seem pretty darn good. Well, it, yeah, and that's it, that's the consensus is that you you have a young prodigy, and and the, over the course of the season, the Hawks brought up you know three four really good young players. Um, How can you tell? Part I, it, to me, it was just a mash of incompetence every time I watched them. Well, you know more about hockey than me, but yeah, it, I mean, they're just you know they, they they have some young talent in in the system, and and they got a chance to play and compete, and it's part of why you know the tank didn't get them the best odds for the dra- uh, for the drawing. They only finished like third worst. Um, because they did rally a bit at the end, and that you know, I guess that's how you tell is some of these guys were playing pretty good hockey. Um, so, yeah, they're they're going to have to. Uh, they they have a long rebuild. The guy's not going to turn their team around next year. Um, but by the same token, they probably you know they could conceivably have you know a, a great player for 15 years, and that would be pretty sweet for the Blackhawks. Well, yeah, I and, just and, and also. You know, he's a center. He's the kind of guy who would not only be scoring but setting up people. So he he will be someone when you want to attract talent who they want to want to come play with him. Well, uh, Patrick Kane was what eighteen or something when they drafted he, him. He, I think he was seventeen when they drafted him. Eighteen when he played first. And uh, Bobby Hall's sort of the same. And way. wasn't he living in uh, uh, like the GM's basement or yeah, something yeah. for the first year? Yeah. Uh, uh, Bobby Hall was that young, I believe, and so was Makita, I think. I think Red Hay might have been too, uh, going way back. All those guys, they 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 they, they spot them young. I mean, if you're if you're if you're 15, they kind of know your NHL material, right? I mean, well, well, they do because they they play in a very competitive level of junior hockey, uh, so that you know that tells them a lot too. Um, 
you know, I, I if I, you know, I don't know what a scout looks for, um, but there seems to be a pretty strong uh, um, consensus that this is the guy. So, um, so let's let's roll with it. I remember uh, a story about a guy going to. I said this yesterday. Going to scout some supposedly terrific hockey player. The guy was a scout for the Bruins. He watched him for like two shifts, and he goes, "Wait a minute, who the hell? Who the hell is that guy?" It was a young Bobby Orr. He was like, I don't know. I don't think he was fourteen yet. He goes, "I want that guy." <laughs> he, yeah. He's 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 far and away the best player on this ice. Who was the guy that? Uh, well, who was the guy? I don't think like he could remember his name. The dude that discovered Pele at uh, at twelve years old and said, "This guy's gonna be the greatest soccer player in the world." He knew at age twelve he was that good. It's it I, I, to have that kind of talent is really something. I mean, it really. Yeah, well, and and you see it in other areas. You know, the the twelve year old musician who's a prodigy, or the, yeah. the uh, you know the twelve year old mathematician who's a prodigy. So, I, I guess there's you know there's some ability to uh, um, to see that and and understand it and appreciate it. Uh, that's not an ability that I have. Well, the kid starts. Whipping out a Mozart I get, on the piano I get a little with older, though. I see yeah. things in some of my some of my students that they don't see. It's well, like the best part of my job is when you start to see things in people, and then you start convincing them that it's there, and they all of a sudden flourish. Well, wasn't uh, Keith Emerson from Emerson Lake and Palmer uh, like an, almost an accomplished concert pianist at age twelve or thirteen or something? It's pretty hard to ignore that when you don't even the kids don't even have to read the music and they can already play. I mean, it's I, don't know, I can't even imagine somebody having that kind of talent. Yeah, you, you see kids who can, uh, they can do violin, piano, and anything that's, you know, string-wise, because you don't have to really have as much coordination for the, uh, you know, the wind instruments. So the you'll really see it in the string, like, like guitar, really? piano, violin, where the, the six-year-olds or the five-year-olds can play stuff, and you're <laughs> just like, Wow. Well, Dr. J. Klein, he went to the same high school as Prince. Yeah, Prince was probably one of those. And he said, but his older brother was, <laughs> he said it was like a regular guy. He was on, he was on the football team, John knew him real well. Uh, and I think he played basketball too. And Prince is a scrawny little dude that all of a sudden everybody realized how talented. The kid, by the time he was in eighth grade, he could play like every instrument. It yeah. didn't matter what, where, where in the band you put him. He could even do the drums for Another that cool thing. He, that he also see. was supposedly a really outstanding basketball player in high school. Um, for, for a guy 5'2", 100 yeah. pounds. Yeah. yeah, for a teeny, yeah. for a yeah. little fella. Yeah. He, was, he was Muggsy Bogues. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that really tips you off in music is when they can start telling you the names of the notes without, <laughs> without uh, even being at the keyboard. So you'll hear a little kid say, oh, that's an A. You're yeah. like, wait a second. How'd you know that? He goes, I don't know. It's just an A. <laughs> Some people have it. I remember say I was totally tone deaf and still am. I mean, I like the music, but still traumatized by not making the fourth grade choir, Kevin. Just, I've never gotten over that. Just saying. You probably would have <laughs> sung bass even back then. I was, I was so bad, they, 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 were, they didn't even want me to say, don't open your mouth. They didn't want me in there. It was, oh. it was, hey, so what do you what do you make of the uh, the price report today and uh, I, I I think we've got ourselves in a, in a worse trick bag than we did in the 80s or late 70s, Kevin. I really do. The more, the more I study it, and boy, I'm just not trying to be doggy downer this morning, but I don't know. I don't see any any kind of way out of it. I mean, it's different parts of, of the society are loving it. Most people are hating it. I'm not so sure how you fix it, and I don't think these guys... 
they don't they don't want the market to go down. They don't want fixed assets to go down because it appears that those are the people that are running the place. So I don't know how you 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 fight the inflation. Plus, it just why did why does why does the hair stand up on the back of my neck when everybody talks about the Fed fighting this thing and how their devotion to fighting it when they're the people that caused it, Kevin? Why, why, how does everybody, how does everybody forget that? It's only like been like a year ago or two years ago. They're the ones who caused it. How, how do you count on them to fight it? I don't. I don't know how you count on them to fight it. You know, Obama famously talked about that with um, the, uh, uh, you know, when he criticized Republicans and said, you know, you drove the car in the ditch. Now you want, you know, you know, you want to fix it. No. Um, well, you know that that was his wording on the, uh, um, you know, back in those days. So I, you know, it's not it's not a novel thought that <laughs> that they shouldn't be the ones to fix it, but. It, yeah, do you trust them? That's the question. Are they the ones that have to do something to fix it? Yeah, they have to be part of the solution. Um, can we? Uh, uh, are are they trustworthy? Um, that's another issue. Um, that, that's that's an entirely different issue. So, uh, you know, I, I do I trust them? No. Uh, do I think if we're really going to fix this, that there's a lot of pain involved? Yeah, I do. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I well, guess. Well, what see. would you, what would you do when you say there's a there's a lot of pain involved? Is <clears throat> the the price level is a problem? That's a serious problem for a real lot of people, and I don't see it. I was gonna, uh, if if we get some rainy Saturday, one of these days or something, I'm gonna go through my my stuff again because and update my last little little dealie I did regarding inflation. When you've when you've lied to yourself or lied to people for so long, Kevin, how, how do you how do you begin to take it back? I mean, I, I mean, I I don't know how you. When I'm saying this, let me give and throw a couple numbers out there to give some explanation of what the hell I'm talking about. I'll, I'll ask you guys. I'll ask you guys. If you if you put the CPI in from 2000, January 1st of 2000, to today, what do you think that the the CPI would say that prices are up on average. Well, I couldn't guess. Greg, are we talking like total? I you see, I don't know. I'm just a food and energy person, so I have no idea. What's the CPI say? Up uh, up ten point seven nine. Oh, okay. So sure. things are roughly up on average eighty percent since two thousand and twenty three and a half years. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that's total BS in just about every place. Houses are probably two and a half times. All right. I'm going to say college tuition is probably at least three times. Hospital care at least three times, maybe pushing four. Uh, Cars at least double. So this is a a 23-year... It's as far back as I went. Fiasco. This is why you have two people working in a family when a lot of times you used to have one. This is why you have people working two jobs. This is this this lie has been the, the root cause of an entire well, it's it's been an embalming fluid on on an entire twenty three years of watching most income stat- credits, income strata people, maybe except for the top ten percent 
go straight backwards. Well, stocks are up three times, aren't they? Exactly my point. Yeah. Exactly my point. Um, so what I'm saying is we're, we're, we start with this with this lie, and now we're and now we're pushing now the last the, since the COVID started by anybody's imagination. If you went through the things anybody cares about, let's pick up a basket of ten stocks, not ten stocks, ten items. I'm going to say because the money supply is up 35, 40 percent. There's been a slight drop in vo- in velocity, which I don't want to go into yet. Uh, but so I'm going to say the we're we're 30 percent across the board on average, up on just about everything, and I and I pretty much can prove it. I think. Now, they're thinking it's it's up. Uh, we had the one year what eight percent. They think it's up 12 percent in total, maybe 13 or 14. They're wrong. Okay, so starting with with these numbers. Not or start messing around with. If we get back to two percent, you have a, a population that has been been eviscerated by this for twenty some years. So the idea that you're going to cut back to even at some point here, it's better than than keeping going. That part I get. But do you think these guys have any concept of, of where they are on this on this curve, Kevin and Gray? I mean, we're not. And if we decide we're going to cut way back, we're going to start cutting the money supply down to where we're going to fight this price level. I don't know any place where, where, where anybody's done that successfully except one time. Now, I haven't read everything about every country, so I don't begin that. It happened successfully after the Civil War when, uh, when productivity, because of a lot of the inventions during the war and so forth, went so much higher and the railroads and things like that were building. There was so much going on that they were actually able to go into a, a depression, uh, uh, deflationary I won't say spiral, but a deflationary time where people's standard of living actually went up during the deflation, which actually can happen. But it's, it is so rare, and I don't think anywhere right now that we're, we're pushing productivity where we can pull that off. We're not building railroads anymore. We're not building bridges. We're not, matter of fact, we're taking stuff out. So I, I don't even know if you, if you were to say, okay, big guy, you, you give us the solution I'm not so sure I've got one, Kevin. I mean, we'd have to have sit down. Well, and a whole bunch there of are some remarkable emerging technologies that may have applications for us. We hope so. But, yes, but but that's you know who, who's going to get the benefit of it is becomes the question. And then the you know what what I'll also say is you know what you described is well maybe we need just need a good world war to get us back on track. Uh, isn't that a dandy thought? Isn't that a dandy thought? Yeah, I don't think that's a uh, well, I mean, but the Civil War... We're kind yeah. of teetering on the brink of that anyway. Yeah, and everybody's everybody's broke, so where's the money going to come from from that? We have to devalue everything. I mean, I'm not so sure... What, and when you get these people together in, in, in Congress, like they had the big meeting yesterday about the debt ceiling, and I, I get calls... Yeah, yeah, that was a... I'm going to get calls meeting. today from clients, and they're going to say, Chief, what are we going to do about the debt ceiling? And you know what? I think they're going to come to some kind of an agreement. But Kevin... I don't really like any of these people out there, but they're all, every one of them in their own short, short-sighted way is correct. Hey, you idiots, you voted for all this stuff. How do you vote for it? Or somebody did. The votes passed, let's put it that way. Maybe you, you personally didn't vote for it. You voted for it, and now it's playing out. Why, why do you get a second bite at the apple? Quit your bitching. I, I get that argument. But on the other side, I understand they don't even know probably why they're correct. But the the, uh, the the very conservative guys on the, on the right wing of the of the party saying, 
I don't care what we think we voted for. We sure as hell didn't vote for $31 trillion. And yesterday, I think I timed it, Kevin. It's like a million dollars every three minutes or four minutes. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Because of the roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, be, be, because of the way they account for it, um, and, and Carl's been very uh, graphic with that, uh, the number, the debt number is way bigger than the total that anybody ever voted for. So both sides clearly have some right on their side in this thing. And, you know, I think that they should take back a chunk of the of the Trump tax decrease, especially for corporations. I think that we should cut back on a lot of these bills that, uh, well, there's a couple of bills that Biden just passed. I think that's a start. I mean, that, that makes sense to me. Now, whether it's part of this debt thing where every single time you raise it, you have this whole t- redo, I don't know if this is the time or the place, Kevin, but, but somewhere along the line here, somebody's got to say, we got to come back. This last four years has been a disaster, both with taxes and everything else. And not for stocks. Well, yeah, but not for not, but not then for that's another stocks. problem. You know, we we poured we poured money into the system on, on that. But the uh, I mean, there needs to be a discussion here. Big I think problems. that I don't know if, if this is the thing to hold somebody somebody over their head. But I, I don't. This thing with corporations not paying anything, or damn near nothing. Kevin, it's first thing I do is I change that. I'd say. Corporations pay the same amount as everybody else. You declare a dividend, you can deduct it and get rid of the double taxation. That would force, I think, would force a lot of these corporations to pay out money to people instead of just holding on to it. Of course, they're, they'll be dead set against it because they don't want to actually pay dividends. They want to. You want to be Warren Buffett and you get on TV every day at age 140 and tell people that you've got all this dough because you won't ever give it to them because you're so much smarter than everybody else. You probably can't get away with that if there's no double taxation of dividends. That, that way he should only be able to invest in the stuff that really makes sense, not just hang on to people's money forever. I mean, should, should uh, Apple, Apple doesn't need all that money, but their excuse is, if I, if I give it to you, we pay taxes on it and so will you. We got to get rid of that excuse, Kevin, I think. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for the favor. Yeah, Speaking Apple. of uh, corporations, am I looking at this right? Did, did uh, Airbnb actually have... Uh, better than expected earnings, and they still went down. Well, they they said it was Top slowing down. Line rose twenty percent. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they said it was slowing down going forward. Well, it's, yeah. all, it's all in the. It's not. It has nothing to do with the numbers. It has to do with the conference call. Well, I don't get that at all. But okay, sure. Well, what was the uh, the big firm? Was it wasn't? You take a look at those. Well, those Facebook puts are juicy too. Facebook's like, numbers weren't very good, and yet they said things were getting good going forward. When the stock was up, what ten percent? It's well, all. It's all I, in I what they know. say. I mean, that's that was. They had their first profits or whatever. And they were yeah, <laughs> and and they take them down. Well, uh, how high was it in the first place? They what? take them down fifteen percent this morning. Yikes. Okay. Ouch. Now, what's the stock trading? Uh, it's. I think it finished at one twenty seven. Right, trading one twenty seven. I've never <laughs> made a dime. And now they're opened opening at one oh eight. Yikes. Yeah, they're trading. They're trading at one twenty seven. I've never made a dime. Isn't that high enough? Well, I don't know, but they're making money now. I did uh, some expert witness testimony for some big company that was convinced that they were the people that were shorting their stock. I won't say what the stock was. Were keeping it at a lower level, so they were they were complaining the SEC or complaining everybody. So I ended up uh, being recommended as their expert witness because I mean I pretty much can tell you uh, the nuts and bolts out of. They thought that people buying puts on the stock. Were essentially causing the stack to be to go down because if you 
if you buy puts from a market maker and he sells you the puts. That's in the paper every other day, yeah. Chief. They, they say that every other day. I know, but I'm saying this particular company wouldn't let it die for like years. And it was a crazy story because the first law firm, the, the lawyer croaked. So they, they sent me a retainer and I'm sitting there. I had never gotten a retainer before. So I said to my lawyer, what do I do with this thing? And he goes, you get a separate account. And every month when you bill them, you take that much out and you keep copious records, which I did. And all of a sudden, uh, these guys are paying me 350 bucks an hour. This was 12 years ago. I'm like, me? <laughs> and they said, if we, call, if we haul you out to California, we're going to pay you 500 hours an hour. And I'm going, okay then. But finally, one day, we had like eight of us on the phone. There's like seven attorneys, all with cell phones. So you can barely hear anybody. On a conference call. And I said, you know, I'm not the attorney here. You guys are. But uh, let me ask you, stocks trading 35 You've you've never made a dime. Um, so if, if even if you win, you have to somehow prove damages. Like the stock should be trading sixty. Why why do you think it should be trading sixty? You never made a nickel. And they all they all said, "Well, that's why we hired you." Nobody even thought of that. And I go, "Well, come on. You, 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 the argument has to be that the short sellers have it at thirty-five, and it really ought to be seventy. Now, if you were making five bucks a share." And somebody was foolish enough to, to short the hell out of the thing down to 35. I guess you have some kind of damages, but I wouldn't want to be that short seller because one of these days it's going to open up 70 and it's going to be shoved right where the sun don't shine. So wh- where do you actually think the damages are coming from when there's no profit? They, well, looks like Airbnb's got enough profit. Right well, they, they've, they've made some, I think. Yeah. But, uh, but what's, their, what's their PE? Um, I mean, when, when are they going to send you a dividend? Never. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't really matter now. Well, I mean, no, but I'm saying a lot of, I mean, when you talk about valuing stocks, it's very, very hard to do. That's, that's, why, that's why it's such a fascinating business to be in. And Kevin, we've talked about this a gazillion times about how a company comes in and all of a sudden they're very dynamic, they're very ahead of the game, like eBay. I mean, you, you couldn't have shorted eBay for a decade without coming out feet first. All of a sudden one day... They're not innovative anymore. They're just a retailer. And all of a sudden, they've been the same price for how many years? But someday, somewhere, somebody turns the switch and becoming... And you and I have talked about, is that going to happen to Amazon? It sort of has, hasn't it? Well, first of all, they've they've had more competition come into the uh, the market. But yeah, um, you know, to the extent that you can make it just as easy to shop anywhere else as Amazon, you see it. Walmart's making a run at them. Uh, and and then all the other retailers are as, uh, as well. Didn't eBay um, spin off PayPal? Or yeah. Did they buy? No, yeah. they spun off PayPal. Yeah, yeah, I mean that was a good one. That, so that that caused that's them. huge. So what I'm saying what's left is basically just the retailer, and somewhere Amazon. I mean I, I read yesterday, and again this is not a. I used to trade Amazon. PayPal's probably doubled the market cap. Yeah, but didn't they come up uh, yesterday and say they're now going to uh, somehow rebate people money if you come pick your stuff up yourself or something? Or was that somebody interesting with the you know because every, everybody has this stuff delivered? Well, it costs to deliver, right? So if you go somewhere and pick it up, I guess it would be cheaper, right, Kevin? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, and Amazon's been really innovative on the delivery yeah. side, so that they're really good and really efficient at it. That so uh, so is to the extent that people want delivery, that's you know I would think Amazon would want to encourage it because they're better than anybody else at it, but. Um, uh, but you know, a- Amazon also was making a lot of money on cloud services. They still are, but it's not grow. That's not a market that's growing like it was three years ago. 
So, um, you know, when, when the market growth starts to slow down and they have really strong competitors in there that they didn't have right off the bat, uh, they, they now, you know, now Microsoft's in big, yeah. uh, Google is in big, and then there are all kinds of small cloud providers all over the place uh, nipping at their heels. That's not as, as attractive. It, it's, it's not as great a business. It's turning, you know, it's not a big star business. It's a, ca- a cash cow business. And uh, and that's okay. That's a good thing. To, those are good to have in your portfolio. But I don't know what Amazon's next big thing is going to be. Well, what do you? And and that's that's where they. You know, I mean, d- distribution was Amazon's big thing. Cloud was Amazon's big thing. But big things, you know, they level off. And now, what's you know, what's next? That's where someone comes in and kicks your ass. With the, with the gridlock we have here in Chicago right now, Amazon. Who's ever in charge of this, of this Midwest area has got to be pulling his hair out. Because I mean, just out of you, but you're, you're we're going to go here in a second because Russell's probably already in the room. But you're a you know a big time supply chain management, you know distribution kind of our expert, Kevin. If it costs you, I'm going to say five bucks for a package, ten bucks at UPS or the post office. What do you think that Amazon has cut that down to by being Quote more efficient. I mean, maybe down to eight, but they're not. They're not going to be down to two. I don't think those other guys. UPS pretty efficient. Yeah, UPS is is really good. UPS, the UPS, DHL, etc. Um, but the the difference is that uh, everybody else who uses UPS is paying UPS's markup. Amazon is not. Amazon is you know better do it. What I'm saying is. We we started out with a company. This is where we had, we'll talk about this maybe more on Friday. You start out with an outfit that is selling uh, uh, cameras from the Pappas Camera Company in North Dakota to somebody in Chicago, and the Pappas Camera Company is using Amazon's site, uh, and they're they're you know and obviously they're they're going to Amazon's going to get what ten fifteen percent of the order whatever their their thing happened to be, but once it's set up by somebody like Kevin. Your variable cost for that order at Amazon is what? Nothing? Near zero, yeah. Near zero. So you've got almost an infinite margin. Okay, so then you work into the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. So finally you get down to delivery and you say, all right, these guys at UPS are making 10% margin, 15 maybe. We're going to get in this business and we're going to make a bunch. Well, it's not going to be the margin you started out with Pappas Camera. Every time you do this, it's like Apple getting into cars. I mean, cars don't have 41% margin like like Apple has everywhere else. When, when these firms start getting further down the chain here and competing in businesses where your margin is less and less and less, your returns get less and less and less, right? They just have to. Yeah, so where is this all going to go? It's probably going to go driverless and robotics. <laughs> you, know, that, you, you walk out your front door and that, a... And a, and a, and a the, the drone drops it on your head. Look out below. Yeah. <laughs> God. SP Futures down three. NASDAQ Futures up one. Hey, uh, Greg, why don't we just go right to Russell if he's already in the room? All right, now I got to go, guys. All right, take care, Kevin. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They're located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-7. 708-7. 708-7. 
20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed, and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Stocks, jocks, Carson jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Hello, and welcome back to Stacks and Jacks. I'm talking about Greg Peppas on the board. SP Futures now only down four. NASDAQ Futures down a dollar. So we'll probably even her up by the time this number comes out in a half hour. Russell, you've, you've heard, if you've been on for the last 10 minutes, you've heard us spirit out all kinds of huge problems. Now you're supposed to solve them since you are the PhD. I think the worst thing in the world that Amazon can do is start delivering by drone because I know what I would have done to one of those drones if it was flying by my house when I was a kid. Hot take. It involves rocks or a BB gun or something fun like that. Kids don't throw rocks at stuff anymore, do they? No. No. Oh, man. So Kids don't do anything. Um, you're, you're, you're liable to forget and throw your phone instead of a rack. Uh, yeah, well, no, that's me at this age. Yeah. I'd most definitely do that. Yeah, that ChiroMed commercial basically describes me every morning. Well, uh, just to show you this, the state of uh, <laughs> the state of American uh, industry, I finally, after three tries, you're going to find this hilarious if I told the whole story, but I won't. I, I, I was looking for just a, a backup crummy little phone for when I take the dogs for a walk or something. It's a lot lighter than my, you know, my other one. So I get, I get your basic flip phone, right? Finally, finally, after two tries with two different carriers, I went to T-Mobile and it was a total fiasco. A total fiasco, like three trips to the store and fighting on the internet and the internet. And I'm, I'm, they somehow were going to give me two new lines, but the girl messed it up and gave me three lines. Cool. Unbe- unbeknownst to everybody, well, the one mm-hmm. line evidently somebody already has. So <laughs> I so I couldn't set up my account, and every time I talked to somebody, they would say, "You have to set up your account, or we can't fix it." But I can't set up my account. But you can't set up your account yeah. because there's a oh, that's awesome. And to the point where I finally got through like three or four people. This is a two-hour conversation. And I get to some guy who's the the chief of all problems, whatever the hell his name was, and he goes, "You know what? I've never seen anything like this before. Something screwed up. I will fix this. Let's just chill for 24 hours. You don't care about that." I said, "No, I'm still in the old old uh, supplier. I'll call you tomorrow morning on my private line. It'll be fixed, and we can go forward." And I said, okay. Well, four days later, I hadn't heard from the guy. I didn't. I couldn't find him. I couldn't find him again. Yeah. So finally, oh, still a good story. And so finally, I they said you got to go back to the you got to go back to the store and, and return it because they they both they they worked right. So yeah. I go to the store and the guy, uh, we, I find a guy at the Clybourne store who's a really nice guy. It takes him forty five minutes putting these little barcodes on all the stuff that's coming back and everything. Then he says to me. You got to pay seventy five hours to a, a piece to restack them. And I go, oh my god! I go, I go. <laughs> they don't work. And he goes, "Well, seventy five hours to restack them is our policy." And I said, "Well, my policy is I don't re- I don't pay restock charges." <laughs> now, now, where do we go from this? The guy goes, "I hear you. How about ten bucks?" I go, "Okay." <laughs> so the guy puts it together, and he says, "All you got to do tomorrow is call." The, the company and tell them that you sent the phones in. 
So I call the next day and they go, we got to have your account open. Wait a minute, that's how this whole thing started, is I, didn't, I can't open the account. How, why can't you open your account? We're going through this whole maze again. So finally, they had me call the store. This guy is nice enough. He had to call the company and say, the guy actually returned the stuff. This was a, this is a week and a half long project. Right? So now I go at the new place, uh, and I get my little phone, and uh, the thing shows up in the mail. They're very nice to me. And I'm wondering, how do these people make money? Because they actually talk to you on the phone. Well, I, I know how they make money. Well, the, the new number I have must have uh, must have been out of, out of use. It was a 773 number, which has got me kind of weirded out because those were used for a while. Within like mm-hmm. 10 minutes, I turn the thing on. I start getting messages. Uh, they're looking for a guy named Chris, and evidently he's a deadbeat. He owns, he owns the SBA money and everybody else. And I'm going, so I'm getting the guy's phone calls and messages instantly after I turn it on. And then they must have sold my number, me being not 25 anymore. I've gotten like eight calls my first day, people trying to sell me Medicare insurance. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is just getting a, a flip phone to, to walk getting the dog Getting a cheap with. phone to walk the dog. Yeah, this, is, this, this has been a, a month-long project. Is it just so me? You walk, or is, is you it, walk in the dog with your good phone now? Uh, yeah, well, it's, I saw the good phone. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, this one I'm just going to, I don't want to do with it. But I mean, I, is, is, is it this difficult, <laughs> Russell, or is it just me? Um, no, it is. Uh, yeah, it, it's so funny. I uh, The first instance of something like this um, goes back to when I was the summer between sixth grade and seventh grade when I was Bat Boy for a double A team. Oh, that must and, be cool. Um, Oh, yeah, and I went on road trips. I, I saw things that kids that age should not see. But, uh, but the, uh, the, the manager of the team, that, the manager of the team of the guy was, named, was a guy named Larry Bernard who ended up managing Denver. Um, our big rival was Nashville at the time, and Joe Torrey was their manager. Really? Yeah, but uh, the, so the manager of the Memphis team, we, you know, we on the bus, we get off the bus, we go on a KFC. And they can't give him what he wants order-wise because they can't put it into the like new computerized register that they had. And he lost his freaking mind on this poor kid behind the uh, the oh, counter yeah. on that one. You mean I can't have a single piece of chicken? This is a chicken store. That's what you <laughs> sound like right now. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, it, it's there. There are things that that you know. Uh, there's a lack of logic in a lot of customer service type things like that in this day and age. Oh yeah, I mean, but it's you all. Know, it's not. It's not just your. You know, it's not just your with the phone. With you know, these are the different rules that we have. Uh, you know, I'm sure the restocking was put in place to uh, try to stop people from taking a phone for three weeks and then bringing it back. Or I'm sure there's a good reason behind that. But then it screws up people that have a good reason to return something. Um, I I'm amazed you paid him the ten bucks. I wouldn't have even done that well, after the amount of time that you put into that thing. Well, I know I just, um, I just and, play, out. and I can't. Why don't you ever play? Do you know who I am? Card. What am I gonna say? I know you. Yeah. No. Do you know who I am? I've got I've got loyal listeners. Well, I, 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 have, I have a platform, and, and I'm not talking about you know my my Twitter account with twelve followers. Well, we're, we've reached the point, and it I'm kind of I'm kind of luring you into. It's mm-hmm. at some point now we have really three companies left, so it's basically a a cartel. Does anybody really care? I mean, I mean, if you complained about Commonwealth Edison, does anybody really care? I mean, 
What's what's we, we have? No, they, you just say that's part of life. Yeah, you know it's funny because you know it, it, the, as you went through the amount, of, and I, I'm more hung up on the amount of time that you spent on the thing than the, the actual cash. Um, but as you went through it, I think every single person listening was probably nodding their head or thinking about a very similar situation they've had with a big faceless. Um, well, the people you know, online organization, I, 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 I. I the only thing was the guy saying he was going to fix it and and call you on his personal phone. Yeah. I was like, do you think they were all laughing in the background like you were on speakerphone? Well, probably. You know, the weird part well, is, is you go up, and most most leader, well, these these happen to be ladies till I got that guy, and but they, you go through a, a a lady or a person, it could be a guy, uh, and uh, they they have their their decision tree at which they ask you. Yeah. Stuff and, and, yeah. and when you don't when you don't match the decision tree, which I obviously didn't. They kick you to the next person, but they start all over. It's not really yeah. like they're a supervisor and they know more than the first person. So when you get to like the fourth person, you've told the story four times, and then you get to the same. And every person will say when they transfer you because they couldn't help you. The last thing they say, it's in, it's ingrained in their hide, is well, can I mm-hmm. help you with anything else today, sir? Wait a minute, you didn't help me with anything. What do you mean anything else? <laughs> it's anyway. All right, uh, all right. Let's let's shelve that. What uh, we've got these PPI numbers coming out. We're just hearing all, all of the CPI. CPI. We've got the uh, uh, Biden pontificating about, you know, he's coming up with a new budget plan. I don't see how these guys come together on this deal. I've been mentioning to every one of my guests this week that I'm getting calls per the day. How exactly do we play this, uh, you know, this, this debt ceiling fight? Uh, do we do we want to go short? Do we want to make sure we're protected? Do we want to be in the metals? I, I'm, gonna, I'm leaning right now towards the let's just be protected. Uh, I don't know that we want to mm-hmm. pile out everything, but let's keep our puts snug. And I'm not so sure that normally I would say, you know, gold or silver might be the hedge, but we've had enough of a rally in there that I'm not near as – I'm still a little bullish, but I'm not anywhere near as bullish as I was at 1900 on the gold now that we're, you know, 2035. Mm-hmm. Certainly – not as bullish as I was when it was seventeen hundred. I'm not so sure how this one's going to play out, uh, Russell, because I think both sides have a legitimate argument. Uh, yeah, but they they have legitimate arguments. Yet you, you got to go with history on this thing, which is it always seems to get itself worked out. Well, I think I know, and, and which is you know maybe that's a complete cop out and doesn't give us anything else to talk about. But uh, yeah, that, that that that's how this thing has played out before. Well, uh, if, if you go down and, and they they and they they stopped government services for a little while. Um, what's the uh, what's the the date on this that that they've got to make a decision by? Is it early I, June? I, no, I, I think it's actually no. We, we we're both confused here by the numbers. Maybe one of the listeners. There's a date at which it it has to be extended, but then there's right. a, there's then there's a a cash date where they can hold on to a couple checks, which I think is the middle of June. It actually starts to cause some trouble. I'm going to think like July one or July fifteenth. It's it, the, the the day, the day the deadline passes is not the day you start having trouble. Mm-hmm. It's just another like uh, yells. I mean, then they start with the, you know, the national parks still close. Okay, so you can't. Go yeah, to that's and that's yeah. kind of where I was going yeah. with this was. The time of year that it is with the uh, national parks closing on you. Well, that's such, you know, such that, that's, crap that's too. That's when you know that's that's when you know the negativity 
and it impacting average people starts to show up on TV, and that that's what they want to avoid. Well, this average person um, doesn't want people sitting at home for three months, and then when we when we fix it, they get their paycheck for the three months when they didn't have the park open. I, I that infuriates the hell out of me. I, oh yeah, when they they get the the makeup on the pay, yeah, even though there was absolutely no revenue whatsoever, oh, and they weren't there, <clears throat> yeah, and they weren't yeah. there, and they and yeah. I said, when when are we going to get our no-to jobs from the uh, you know the crooked guy around the corner? Because that's almost what it sounds like. Well, uh, Yellen didn't Yellen say that um, you know if we may be unable to pay our bills if I thought she was just talking about mid July or something. But I'm not positive. No, she that. said June first. Okay, but I think there's there's somehow there's somehow workarounds where they don't pay somebody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every couple of weeks it gets worse. You don't actually you're not going to miss a a uh, you know, uh, an army check until like September or something. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know that he actually. Well, that's paid. a you. You go from non-essential to essential services. Right. And right. I, I consider our army essential services. Yeah, Social Security. I, I would say yeah. is for people, but yeah. Uh, um, you you would like to think people. Uh, you know, people on the what are the, what do they call the people that are guards down on the Texas Mexico border? Uh. Well, they're the border guards. That's a, yeah, I guess they're the border guards. I thought there was a name for the agency, but um, well, whatever. All, you know, you, 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 you want? You, you, can you imagine if all those guys suddenly don't show up for work? Yeah, it's a. Uh, well, we've got you know, <laughs> but I don't. I don't see how the, the the issues clearly are in the last four years between the Trump tax cut and and these two bills this guy came out and this COVID money that they gave to people. Uh, and, and a lot of people got a lot of money that probably shouldn't have, shouldn't have. And when I say this, I'm not talking about the guy down the block, although you could make a I, – I think I think I went through the math here once, uh, Russell. Maybe you even agreed with me when I did it. The, uh, the amount of money we sent out to people in the $2,000 checks and the amount of money we sent out in the PPP, which is gobs and gobs of money. It was like 200,000 firms in Illinois or somebody got money. Uh, uh, I think that, that total was only like – Twenty-five or thirty-five percent of all the money spent. The rest, the rest went to big companies, mm-hmm. airlines, and stuff. So, the amount of money poured out there was dramatic. So, somewhere along the line, I think you got to relook at the Trump tax cuts. I think you got to relook at some of these bills that Biden has put together. And if if the money hasn't been spent yet, take another look. Do you really need to spend it? I mean, the the here's here's what I've been coming through is that one of the the reason why I think the people on the extreme right here have a point is because, uh, I don't know if you listen to Carl a lot, but I didn't, I, you probably know this, but he, he claims that when the Congressional Budget Office does something, they have to go by the letter of the law. In other words, if, if we passed a, a bill uh, to, to give you know, 50 bucks to every farmer, for whatever, I'm just pulling one out of the air, but mm-hmm. after, t- after 10 years, uh, this bill sunsets. The Congressional Budget Office, by law, has to, when they do their 15-year program, they have to pull that 50 bucks a farmer out of the expenditures. When, in effect, all these things keep getting extended. It's going to get renewed. You know yeah, it's going to yeah. get renewed. So because but. the Congressional Budget Office cannot make that call and say it's been renewed 10 times, it's going to get renewed an 11th, so we better count it 15 years from now. So there's, there's a reason why, I mean, because you and I might say, Hey, you bleeps! You voted for all these bills, and now they're adding up, uh, and you don't like it. Well, Carl's point is the add-up is actually higher than maybe they voted for. 
and maybe if the, the extensions and everything else. In other words, the thirty-one trillion, it would, which I got you. Even even if we pass, you know, this one, and not, you know, and all we do is extend a bunch of other things, uh, you're, we're going to hit the debt ceiling again. Yes, and, uh, it, it, there's there's no question that we will hit it again, um, based on past behavior, right? Not ba- not based on what's written down right now. Well, because I mean, because I mean, the, the Trump guys, and I'll, you know, he didn't do the bill. He wasn't initiated in Congress. The, the Republican group that put through the tax cut. Okay, I'm not saying, you know, I want to pay any more taxes because I don't. Uh, who put through the tax cut came in with some total BS story about how this, because of this is going to cause these companies to be way more efficient by not paying taxes, we're going to end up with more money in the end. Well, I think the CBO has to go with that story when they put these things together. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say that was a crock of crap. Same thing with Biden's, uh, what was the one... Uh, where if everybody gets uh, the infrastructure gets improved and everybody gets Wi-Fi, that everybody's going to be able to develop stuff and our taxes are going to increase. Well, I'm saying that didn't happen either. Yet I think the CBO had to buy that crap too. So I think our estimates, mm-hmm. our, our, our total deficit continues to, to exceed our estimates. Is that a fair way of putting it? Yeah, you're in, in, you're, you're using the old garbage in, garbage out thing. Yeah. Where a bat, bunch of bad numbers are going in. So, what we're being told is what's coming out is bad too. And and I think people are looking at this thirty-one trillion. Yesterday, I timed it just a little bit. I had to get out my stopwatch. But I, uh, if, I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm going to go to a uh, stopwatch. Well, well, hey, we have one here in the office, as you well know. You could probably could go to my. I bet even my new phone has one in there. Just saying. Oh, it does. Um, my new little flip phone. <laughs> without look at, without looking at it, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm certain I, that you have a stopwatch. I think I'm looking at this national debt here. I think it's three minutes for a million bucks. So I can see where the people who are worried about government spending, which seem to be this crazy group, well, it's, it's crazy worried about it in some people's mind, are the group way over on the right, the 20 people that McCarthy can't allegedly can't control. Well, I mean, all they got to do is look at this thing and go, we're doing something wrong. This, this is not sustainable. Yet the other guys are firmly in this camp, Russell, and this, they claim this came out of academia, and you probably even know the person, that it, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about debt. As long as you're, if your growth, which it isn't, if your real growth is 3% and your, your growth in debt is 2.999, cease to worry about it. If you, if you stretch it out 100 years, you're fine. The problem is when you lie to yourself about the expenses and the growth, you can never actually believe that number. And that's where I think we are. Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. It, you know, it, it goes beyond just, you know, voting on this thing. It, it's a matter of the whole, it's like a, it's what we would call a systemic risk or an yeah. overall systemic risk. No, it's just not not something that, it, it doesn't seem like there's any decent solution. Well, I, I would, I would guess. The, or, you know, I, you know, you almost would rather they just say, this is what it is, this is how bad it's going to be, deal with it, as opposed to, you know, uh, going back and forth on stuff that could probably be considered minutia in the whole grand scheme of things relative to the debt that we have. But if I had uh, 30, God, if you ever had 30 professors, economics professors in one room, that would be an interesting group. Uh, uh, oh, I, I, you should go to academic conferences when people start disagreeing on stuff. Oh, God. 
But I'm going to say, oh yeah, it's it's like slap fights. But I'm going to say, if I put this thirty-one seven three seven national debt number up on the, I'm really going to show my age up on the blackboard. And there's thirty, very bright economics professors there, and I'm going to say, hey guys, we're we're, we're adults here. We're never going to pay this off down to zero. I mean, Where's Stephanie Kelton when you need yeah. her? I mean, we're, 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 yeah, yeah. We're, we're never going to pay this off. Uh, would you be happy going forward if I could come up with a plan where we were to grow 4% a year and we were only going to increase this national debt by 2.5%? Everybody in the room would buy into that. Yeah. But the I'd be op- thrilled. Operative word but is being if. But wait a minute, I'm going to... I'm going to lie to you about this bill, about how much it's going to create. I'm going to tell you, tell you that this bill is only going to spend $4 billion, but actually it's going to cost us 6 So at the end of the year, you find out that your expenses went up 5 and your revenue only went up 3 and then I was giving you a load of crap. Even though the theory sounds fine, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, totally, it totally sounds fine. I mean, I they, they're probably ways to to work this out with a really great long-term plan but you you can go to the uh the mike tyson thing with um you know everybody has a great plan until you get punched in the face yeah and what let's say we've got a great long-term plan and all of a sudden russia starts creeping into ukraine and we need to start you know adding a little extra money that we spend just to to help defend a you know a way of life that we try to support you know, we'll 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 not get into the politics of helping Ukraine, but or uh, all of a sudden the whole country shuts down for you know almost a full year or more. Um, you know that that that's part of the issue as well. You can only plan so much. Well, but um, you, but if you, you know, plan for what, a... what do you what do you do? Do you plan a, you plan some sort of contingency as well? Like you know, you have a a rainy day fund for when bad stuff happens, and then. You know how bad does something have to be to tap into the rainy day fund? Well, you know it's it's you know, uh, there, you, there, when you mention that run out of if, well if we've run out of roads money and ro- yeah. money for roads and you know there's potholes everywhere. Well, that you know got that's got to get fixed. I'll give you so. a, a, an example conversation. Our, our buddy Dr. J and I had driving and we were doing the show together on the scores years ago. I think I think Blago was still governor and Clinton might have been in office. When we were supposedly had like the surplus or something, mm-hmm. you know. So Jan and I are driving, and he goes, "How come you're always worried about the economy? Look how good things are going." I go, "Jan, by the way, you know, I'm with you. This is this is things are seemed like they're going pretty darn good." I said, "But is this been fiscally? Is this this been? It's ever been in our in our lifetime at work where we actually you know have? I don't think we ever really had a surplus under Clinton, but it came pretty close." I said. Everybody, the unemployment rate's low. Everybody seems to be working. The trading floor is going good. The market's going up. I said, the state of Illinois is still in a deficit. I said, <laughs> Janet, Jan, yeah. it, 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 it's never going to get any better for the state of Illinois. Now, someday, <laughs> you know, if we live long enough, there's going to be a few bad times, a few bad years. If, if, they, if they're broke on, a, on the best year ever, what are they going to look like then? And he goes... I see your point. Now you got me worried. <laughs> I mean, you know, so whether you call it a rainy day fund, what do you call it forever? You can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now we are. It depends on how you look at these numbers. And boy, the more you look at them, the more you're more pissed off you get. Uh, if you the the federal spending is six trillion dollars, okay, 
Now, the size of it, the the deficit, I'll round it up a little bit here, it's 1.424. It's, so say a trillion five. So really, it's not like we're we're close here to being even. We're we're 25% uh-huh. short, right? And I don't think anybody wants their taxes. We're talking about taxes going up 25% to close this gap. We're not talking about 5% or 3 or 7. 25%. No, we're talking yeah, that's we're, a big we're talking number. about real money here. That's a real number. And and this is yeah. this is after COVID. I mean, this is uh and there's probably still some COVID spending in here, but say we stretch it out a year, it'll it'll still be twenty percent or twenty two. That you you can't do that every year. I mean, if it was no. three or four percent, and you figure things are going to get better going forward, I, you know, I could almost roll with that. But twenty five. So uh, we're going to get these numbers here in a second. Uh, actually, oh, up point four. We, we got it. Well, let's yeah. go to break real quick. I'll get the, the CPI thing up here, and we'll talk about it. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities luckbox is 7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howard, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. At PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Low and Rumpack Stocks and Jacks down to Mount Craig Pappas on the board. SP Futures now up 11. We were up 16 and a half. NASDAQ Futures up uh, 61. So we're we're receiving this report. Uh, uh, we're just gonna just gonna do that. The rest of the world can, we can wait on us here. But I've got the uh, table two up, and the number came in at 0.4 on the month. Uh, year over year, they got it 4.9 uh, April to April. But 
I'm still curious as to who makes this adjustment. The unadjustment month was 0.5, which would have been worse than estimates and maybe would have sent the market the other way. Uh, but we came in at estimates at 0.4 only because we adjusted it. And I, don't, I want to know who these adjusters are. Anyway, uh, what do you got real quick on, on traffic and weather and sports, and then we'll get right over to, to Russell. Yep, we've got 50 here in Chicago, 70 in Phoenix. We've got White Sox beating the Royals 4-2, Cards beating the Cubs um, 6-4, and the Diamondbacks lost at home to the Marlins. That's all I got for you. Back to you, Chief. Yeah. Russell, what do you make of these numbers? And I still, every month, I'm, I'm always astounded by the uh, by the adjustment. And I don't know who the hell... I mean, who are these adjusters? Who are these guys? <laughs> we want to we want to get a handle on that? Well, I'm looking at meat, meat, fu- meat, poultry, fish, and eggs. I think you got a whole bunch of people running around to get all the prices on that. They come in with a positive point two, and somebody adjusts it to minus point three. Who is that guy? Oh, I, I he he's the guy that makes the numbers look good. Yeah, well, he's the poli- he's the polisher. Yeah, he's something. <laughs> what? Uh, wait, 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 this this number's not going to be everything that we want. What can we? Well, you know, chicken prices weren't too bad. Let's let's do this. So, what? It's, uh, uh, I'm going to look here for cardigan sweaters. Men's shirts and sweaters, minus 2.5 on the month. Yeah, it's because I've scaled back on my buying because I, I don't really teach in person in the summer, so I don't have to, I don't have to look nice. I've got, that, uh, that, one's to- that one's totally attributed to me right there. We've got, I, haven't, I have not been buying apparel. All right, so how, how do you get the new cars, uh, Positive point two after adjustment minus point three. I have. How, how do we do this? I here? mean, I would. You know, I wouldn't be surprised because I because uh, I getting inundated with uh, ads for you know new cars on my. It, it's interesting to see uh, you know all the different spam etc. that I that I receive and what shows up in some of my social media feeds relative to what businesses are doing well and what businesses are doing poorly. And good God, am I getting nothing but car ads these days. Yeah. Well, so, I think- and, and also that you, you can see that the, I'll call them the higher end, you know, the certified used cars, they keep marking those prices down as well. Um, I live near a couple of uh, car lots when I'm in Chicago area and they're, they're, they they don't have room to put these things, so I'm not I'm not really surprised. I would expect that one to be a slightly negative. Okay, I really would. Well, last year I think but, I read that something like. Well, where, where's where's the big upside number coming from here? If or what what contributed to what did you say it was four point nine? No, it's a I'm, year over year. I'm talking about it was a point four on the month uh-huh. uh, adjusted, point five unadjusted. I mean. I'm still old school. I, I take the month and multiply it by t- by twelve. I don't. I'm, I'm, that, that's me. I, this whole idea of mm-hmm. what, the, what happened twelve months ago. I, you know, I when, when are we going to? Uh, this is the one that I of course rag about every month. Uh, we had somebody was it Morgan Stanley? Somebody came out and said, for the first time, I wonder about ever, but the first time in a real long time, uh, they think the national average is thirty uh, percent of your paycheck goes for rent. Rents had reached that red. And that, that's in yeah. That number's been going. That that number's gone up a lot. Well, they're according to this thing, rent of your mm-hmm. primary residence is seven point five percent of your basket. It's a long way from thirty. It is a very long way from thirty. But you know, we're talking about it. We're we're talking about 
when you throw that number out there and you have so many two income households, yeah, maybe that seven percent is more accurate than than you want to believe. Well, I mean, you, 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 you can't. Know, you know what I mean? I because we've talked about this one before, and you know, after I you know, after I'm on with you and I'm kind of thinking things through, that that's one that hit me last month. Was you know, in you know, we're a two income household at the Rhodes household. Um, so you know, if it you know if if our mortgage was thirty percent or of you know my monthly salary, uh, but we've got two salaries coming in, that that can cut it down to fifteen right there. Okay, but I'm saying, and then and then you you know, but you have to have. You, you, let me ask. Let me ask you this, and I'd love to give you grief. Let me ask you this. I know you know. If uh, um, when, how else can I give anybody as bright as you grief and get away with it? It's fun, actually, once in a while. Well, you're 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 coffeeed up, and I'm I'm just rolling out of bed. Only because that's, uh, that, that that's that's to make things equal. Only only because Greg brought me a coffee. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let me. Ask I used you. to bring it. I used to bring you coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rent of primary residence, okay, it's seven and a half percent, and you're right. If you share the place with somebody else, mm-hmm. what is that number? And Obviously it's not. I think there's a there's a lot of that, and then you know I've got I, I've got former students in their late twenties that are still living at home. Right, but let me let me ask let me ask you this question. Say mm-hmm. you, I know you like the McDonald's, and this will hopefully never come to pass for you and the lovely bride. So what mm-hmm. happens if? The price of a Big Mac goes up enough to where you and your wife now split the Big Mac for lunch. Does that mean that? <laughs> does that mean? Does that mean that, we're, that the price of Big Mac didn't go up? The price of Big Mac didn't go up, but as a percentage of what we spend every month, it it went down. Well, okay, <laughs> but I'm saying. <laughs> so, but no, what, it, you know what I'm talking about with the residents is you're you know you're 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 saying you know let's let's say. The average rent is, you know, let's say the average rent is three thousand dollars, and the average take home after. And I'm doing the. I know this number is going to sound really high, and people are going to roll their eyes at me, but I'm doing this for simplicity's sake on the math. So let's say that you know my mortgage is three thousand bucks, and my, um, I, and, and you know the other thing is is CPI pre tax or after tax. I like I, you know if it's I think if it's seven percent of my income is it seven percent of my take home or I'm going to guess pre-tax seven, but that you seven, but, my gross. but I'm, I'm going to say you're going to answer that question quicker than me I'm, I'm going to say pre-tax so you know it's th- so I make ten grand my mortgage is three grand and my wife also makes ten grand a month but I'm the one that pays the mortgage. So that just drops it from thirty percent to fifteen percent. I think I think you have that's, to. That's, that's where I was. That's where I was trying to go with that. Is you know you 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 talk about specific situations, but you know that seven percent is an overall average. I'm still. And I still want to. You have you have people like myself. I my I paid my house off. I don't have a mortgage. I I so, uh, I, uh, I stick with my Big Mac story. If you split the Big okay. Mac, does it double cut the price in half? Well, when you do. When you do the seven percent, I think that's an average of, you know, the sixty million people that are working right now, or, or wh- I would, whatever I that would, number happens. I wouldn't. To be. Uh, I wouldn't give. You know what? I, what I think you you might that might already be in there somewhat, Russell, because mm-hmm. the rent of primary residence is seven and a half percent of your basket, but the owner's equivalent rent of residence is twenty five percent of your basket. 
so they must. Yeah, be- that's a that, and it, well, and but in that rent number is wrong because rent relative to mortgage right now is out of control. Well, but but when I my, I don't know I don't know that when you do these numbers, I mean, you and I, as mm-hmm. much as we criticize them, we also don't want to be the pr- people that are going to do them, right? I mean, I don't I don't I can give you two real dumb examples right now of uh, I don't know what I'd do with them. Okay, so mm-hmm. the, the toll road, for instance, of course, we never put the guys back in the in the booths uh, after COVID, which is insane. But because you, so you can't mm-hmm. pay cash. But what what if you uh, just raised the cash price from four dollars to six dollars? So you try and you try and nail anybody going from South Dakota to New York, you just try and screw them coming through Chicago. Okay, now, I guess you could yeah. say we, I guess you could say we didn't raise the tolls. We put a stupido tax on the stupidos or something, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's not really a, an increase. I don't. I don't know how you. I don't know how you and I would. Last year, I read that thirty percent of all the cars sold were sold over list price. I'm not so sure at all how you and I would account for that, because I got to believe that we would, if we wanted. You're just- not. Yeah, you're not. You're not going out there and, and calculating. There's no way the government's going out there and calculating what people actually paid for the car. They're calculating the number that they see advertised. Well, but I mean, the, the, the list price... And that can go both ways. But the list yeah. price has always been... I'll, I'll, I'll make a stab at this. Has always been, what would you say, 10% more than the real price, 5%, something like that, most of the yeah. time, not, not all the time. And it's there for a reason, because so, if somebody comes in with a car that's underwater on, the, on their previous loan... You can upcharge them to as high as the list price, and nobody cares. So you can essentially, yeah. you can essentially, if you're a thousand dollars underwater on the car you brought in, and the list price is forty, and you were going to sell it to me at thirty-six, well now you charge me thirty-seven, and everybody's happy, right? I mean, yeah. That's, that's why it's like that. I don't know how you and I would. What would we normal normally calculate? I would, if you and I want to look at a price of cars. What would we if we were going to do it on average? What would we say? Five percent under list, or would, would we just use list? I think we'd probably just use list. You, I think you just have to use list and just roll with it. So and, and, and well, and part of it's for simplicity's sake. But we also know that some cars that are in demand. I mean, I know when I was in high school, my buddy's dad was a manager of the Volkswagen dealership. They they never sold a car under list at all. You walked in, that was the number. That's what you paid. Yet if you walked in and got an Oldsmobile or a Chevy. The list was four grand, and you paid thirty six. Yeah. So I guess, but I'm saying these numbers are not that easy to come by. That's why I want to know who the hell your adjuster no. is. But, but I mean, I'm going to say that for, for if, if I went and got an apartment in New York by myself, there's no way in God's earth that seven percent of my paycheck is is going to cover that rent. I'd have to be daddy warbucks for that to happen, right? Uh, exactly, and that you know that's another thing is you're you're averaging this stuff out. You know, across the whole country. You know, across the whole country. Well, they, which includes a big middle section where things aren't nearly as expensive as it as it is on the bookends. Well, allegedly, the median income is thirty six for for an individual. Let's let's say forty eight. Let's be nice. All right. So what does that come down to? Four grand a month. Four grand a month. All right. So, so, so what's seven percent no. of four grand? Two hundred eighty bucks. Yeah, that's not right. That's not right. I don't care how <laughs> I don't care I don't care how many roommates you have. Yeah. I mean that's uh, not right. That's not right. You know. No. I, I, I mean even 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 if you double it like we were talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, 7% of 96, that, you know, you're still 
No. And I'm not, saying the same the same person. Let, let's say it's let's, let's kick the guy up to to, to seventy two. Okay, that's that's six grand a month. I don't know that the guy is a uh, guy or a lady. <clears throat> I don't think you own a home for fifteen hundred a month. Do you? Whatever, no. Whatever that no, goes if with you it. Do, if you do, it's uh, it's like the awful place that I just moved out of in Indiana. Yeah. And you can find a place to live for cheap, but but uh, you're not going to be happy. No. I mean, because then you got to no. you got to then you got to pay more for the roach spray, right? Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, yeah. these these numbers. You, you need you need three planters. The uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you this one, and you probably were sneaky enough to be listening earlier. I was going to update one of these days, and I'll, if I do, I'll, I'll show you my sources. I'm going to take like ten items if I if I can, Russell. Do the best I can to find the costs from 2000 to today. All right now, the CPI number. Uh, I'll ask you if you if you kick up the CPI calculator. What does the CPI say that average costs are up? in the 23 years since January of 2000. You mean cumulatively or yeah, per year? cumulatively. Oh, cumulatively 300%? CPI? Well, you know, that's 22 years at you know, about 3 or 4% and well, maybe a couple, maybe a double. They got it up uh, 80%. So Okay. So a, a dollar instead, instead of a hundred, they've got it up about eighty. Well, yeah. you know, I I would I would think everything is at least doubled since then. I was going to go through. I'm gonna, uh, I bet if I go through uh, college tuition, uh, property oh taxes, gosh. property taxes, which are mostly local schools, uh, yeah. automobiles, houses, hospital stays. I'll bet we're going to average at least three. Oh yeah, yeah, for the. For the things that you know, the, the the things that that most of us end up having to encounter, yeah, and the things that are really in our face, um, you know, I don't remember, you know, I don't remember where gasoline was back around in two thousand, but I'm sure we, um, Greg, I bet you could I'm, find I, that. Greg, oh yeah, I'm sure I could. I, I could quite easily find that. I'll um, bet Greg I could do it in a it, second. It, you could you could find the you can find the futures contract and the spot price, but that doesn't include how much. Uh, how much has gone up in taxes, et cetera? Because that's a you know that's a big portion of what we pay. Well, for Illinois gasoline. is up to ninety two cents in taxes. Gee, what? I remember yeah. when I, I I remember when gas went over a buck for the first time. Yeah, and was, now yeah, and now it's, would, and now ninety two ninety two cents is that's unbelievable. Two two thousand. Uh, yeah. Well, plus yeah. Illinois is is one of the I don't know if every state is this slimy. They they charge you sales tax. Two thousand was a dollar forty eight. Dollar forty eight. Yeah, it just started <laughs> to get higher there. They and then I think right around uh, two thousand eight it peaked around three twenty five. Then come twenty ten it was three three fifty again. Yeah. And we're just getting back there now. Yeah, we've had a couple of spikes in there. Yeah. But I, I can. Uh, but now that's the norm. I think we used to get. And we we actually we actually charge. Sales tax on the other taxes. Yeah, it's just another way to fudge the numbers. Yeah, but I mean it's yeah. in their favor. And and I do and I do think Illinois is slimier than other states. Uh, I think so too. Yeah, but it's, I mean it's, it's a it's it's a uh, it's just when you when you it's one of the, the themes of the first half hour we had Russell when you 
when you've been lying to people for that long, not only what, what did uh, what the hell was the guy's name? The guy we had on the air from uh, Oxford, Good Goodhall, Goodhall, whatever his law was, something like Goodrich's law, that whenever an index becomes something that you you're shooting for, it ceases to be a value as an index. Goodhart, the guy's name was Goodhart. So, okay. so now that you're 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 looking towards the CPI, the the, the it'll it'll end up being so screwed up that it's no it's not worth it as an index anymore. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you: If you and I were two were two young bucks, two thousand, and we're in the construction business, and somebody has a big plot of land somewhere, a subdivision, and he says, "I like you two schmoes." Why you would say that? I don't know. Looks to me like you guys really know how to build houses. How about you build me 10 houses a year for the next 23 years? And it looks like the price of a house is uh, like 150 retail. So if you can put me up a house for 120, uh, that'll be terrific, and I'll sell it. And by the way, I'll give you a CPI inflator for the next 23 years. I'm gonna mm-hmm. say I'm gonna say you and I went broke ten years ago. Yeah, we we didn't we didn't quite keep up with all of that. No, uh, if because if anything, our underlying costs uh, outpace CPI by by double probably. Um, yeah, and, and there's you no. Know, you, you got me all. I, I wish I were teaching an undergraduate class this summer because they're they're really good at um, at asking for extra credit instead of just doing the work. And uh, you know, I would I would love to take uh, some smart undergrads who don't have a whole lot of real world experience, and say, come up with a, a come up with an inflation measure, and just send them off, and, and without any real you know they they hate no guidance as well, but come up you know come up with a good way from scratch. It, that you think would be, you know, a good way to measure the, you know, the average increase in cost of, of, of living every year and or even every month and, and set them free. I'd love to see what they come back with. Do you think it's it's I, I think it's because uh, because they have no preconceptions whatsoever. Right. You know I, what I mean? I think it's really hard to you do, know? Russell. I think I think what has to happen. Oh, it's, a, it's a very dis- difficult task, but I just love to see what well, I would love to see what people who can look at it from a purely academic standpoint because they haven't really had to deal with, um, you know, suddenly having to make hard choices because your rent went up 10%. You know, uh, they, they, they've still got a safety net that can bail them out with their parents. Right. Um, you know, they, you know they, they're pretty much on um, a pretty fixed budget. You know, the four years you're in college, you're pretty much on um, some sort of a fixed budget. You know, but that's and the the, the, the but I, 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 that's the that's the group of people that I'm thinking would have you know no preconceptions whatsoever because all the rest of us are going to be anchored to what the CPI you know what it says right now. I think you need. Yeah. I, I don't know how you put this into the formula, uh, Russell. I I think you and I, or, or or maybe your students will better job than you and I. I think you can be as accurate as you want to be. And really do, without being a sleaze ball, without trying to fudge the numbers, I think you can be as accurate as you want to be on a month-to-month basis. But no matter what, every five or ten years, you got to do a look-back adjustment of some kind. Well, and they do that every two. 
I'm t- I'm not, but I've never seen him. Uh, uh, I, 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 I've, ne- you know what? You could be right, but I, I've never seen. No, no. I, I looked this up when we talked about it once, and and it's every couple of years. Uh, although because of COVID and some other things, they they didn't stick with that schedule. But it's usually every couple of years. That, All right. So that there's a uh, you're, you're, and and we were due and we were due for one recently. Oh, so you're you're telling um, me that one of these days we're going to get uh, like the rent numbers on the last three years probably if you combine them together they probably have rent going up by 12% I'm going to say now we all know that the number really has been pushing 30 to 35 yeah. over the three year period Yeah. so you're telling me one of these months I'm going to look at this and I'm going to see a an adjustment in the rent of 8% to like 20 to make up for that probably uh, not probably not that dramatic and you know why anchoring anchoring it's it's a big behavioral finance thing where what you know the decisions that you make will be skewed by an initial number that's thrown in front of you so if if i'm if i'm supposed to go figure out you know how you know what portion of people's income you know we we attribute to uh, rent for the CPI. Uh, if I, you know, if I already know that it's seven percent, uh, you know, that th- that's going to stick in my mind as I go to figure out what I think it should be, as opposed to if I just, you know, with a clean slate. And that's why I brought up the undergrads with a clean yeah. slate. You know, I I send them out there. You're probably going to get a more accurate number with a clean slate than than as an as a um, anchor. You know, a number that you're anchored to. Well, how could you if if you do a look back? I'm going to mm-hmm. shift gears on here a little bit. One, it's, I think, is way more egregious than the rent. If you look at medical care services, it's uh-huh. six, 6.5% of your basket, yet it's 20% of the economy. So they've been off by 13.5% for 25 years. How, how do you even remotely make the de- that, well, make and, that and, you know, that, that might, right there, that might be the thing that we need to, to start with to come up with a good inflation indicator. Well, but I'm saying is, it's twenty yeah, percent of the economy. I, I could do that. If you know, if you if you can tell me what percent different things are of the economy, and then match them up with, um, you know, match them up with where, where they are within the CPI, we should be able to do that, no problem. Well, I think if you went back on the healthcare and adjusted it for twenty three years, God bless this number would would balloon. Oh gosh, yeah. As would you know, as would college tuitions. Oh my God. Um, cars have gone up in price, yeah. but you know they they try they make the technology adjustment. Right. Well, here's here's you a know. good one for you, and, and you and I, unfortunately, well, how can I say this? It was that could have been one of the dumbest things I almost said. I mean, I'm majority owner of PTI. I almost said I didn't pay for my own health insurance. Well, yeah, I did. <laughs> Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. I mean, what, what are you, some kind of dummy? Yeah, I did. I don't. I don't pay for my. No, yeah, I do. It's a, it comes out of my paycheck. Yeah, I'm saying, um, but I'm saying health yeah. insurance. What do you suppose the percentage of your basket health insurance is? Now, picture yourself as a guy making fifty-five grand, and you're not covered. I'm going to say Obamacare for your family is a minimum of sixteen hundred a month. You probably got a ten thousand dollar deductible. Or an eight thousand dollar deductible, and you're probably that's like paying. a thir- that's like a third of your you know after tax right there. Yeah, points point six seven. Yeah, it's less than one percent of your basket. Really? 
And you know what? It, it, as we sit here, um, and and what I have in the back of my mind is we actually do have a way to measure this stuff. We don't want to. Uh, and well, I know we don't want to, but we have a really. They're, they're, you know, everybody pays for everything on credit cards now. Yeah. You know, and you could take, and I'm I'm thinking about the Rhodes household. Um, you could take, you know, my wife. My wife goes to the grocery store usually on Sunday mornings for the week, and you know, we could. You could take uh, what she was spending at the. We she goes to the little local store in Hensdale, um, but you could take what she spent at Kramer's. You know, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, for because we've been out there now for ten, twelve years. But you could find enough comparables. You could find people that, uh, you know, use an electronic, you know, use an electronic payment service to pay their rent, yeah. like you know, one of your tenants wanted to do with you. Um, there, there are ways that we could actually figure out what the real cost of a bunch of, and we, there's enough data now out there that it could be done. Now, whether they want to or not, that's a, that's a completely other story. But th- this is actually a doable thing. Well, sure. To, if, to it, come up inf- with a much better the information is, because. But we there. have uh, we have Sergeant Schultz looking for the stuff, though. Yeah, I see nothing. He sees nothing. Yeah, I, I see nothing. I mean, we, how do you even? How do you even? Uh, you think they would tell you the truth, though? No, why? Why the, the truth is reserved. What did uh, Jack Nicholson say? We, the, there's we no reason for them to tell you the truth if it makes them yeah. look bad. Yeah, and we and we wouldn't be able to handle it. I just I'm I'm curious, Russell, as you and I. You know, as we as you know, we we know a lot of good people, and uh, we know a lot of really good young people. You know, like Greg and a bunch of other people. I don't. I I'm curious as I get older, and maybe I just get angrier. I'm curious as somebody, you know, wins a vote for like an alderman or some crap. <laughs> you know, we're not talking about president, and all of a sudden they can handle the truth, and you and I can't. What you know, what what river did they just cross that that they get to lie to us now? I mean, I, I mean, on a personal level, it really bugs the bejesus out of me. Or am I just being grumpy? Uh, you're partially being grumpy, but you do have a valid point underneath your grumpiness. Um, some most, you know, you do. Yeah. You, you don't get grumpy though. You're 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 cooler than me. About oh, this you have no idea how grumpy I get. Well, you, but you got to go to Europe you're, with all your guys. I am so jealous of that trip. When are you going again? I got to go to what? To London? Yeah. With all those guys. I am I am not going anywhere at all this summer. Okay, I was saying if that changes so, uh, and you're going, I don't know. Maybe in the maybe in the fall I'll go with them or uh, do something like that. But well, no, I'm, gonna... I'm, I'm writing a book. That, I'm writing a book that has to get finished this summer. So well, if you're I'm talking to you and then I'm hunkering down and writing, and that's it. All right, this is the one I'm going to give you a big uh, how I endorse it. Mm-hmm. Oh that's, yeah, that's yeah, cool. you owe me an endorsement. Uh, hey, I, I, what I'm, ask, I'm asking you for a question because we got to go. If if yeah, you yeah, are, yeah, if you sorry. or any of your gang, even if it's early fall, if it's September or something, if you got a few people going to New York, Kenny Polkiri has graciously said if we have a few people, clients or students or whatever, he can get us the full swing tour of the New York Stock Exchange with him with him leading cool. the pack. So if you're doing that, I have a few clients that said I'll meet you out there. We could have a good time. We'll go oh. to we go to a Yankee game maybe or something. But we bet we have a great time. I um I if, if if any of my students are listening right now, I'm sure I'll get an email in about thirty seconds. And you know what? We could even give a one. we could even give a, an option class and a and a stack class for an hour and make it make it sound like we're learning something, even though we probably would be. Uh, I, I I I I I could 
I can hear from a distance people in the finance club salivating over this idea. This is not a bad do. It is not a bad do. Maybe I'll uh, let's think maybe about. Maybe I what? will talk. Maybe I will talk to our finance club president and see what she thinks of it. Do we bring Greg? Kevin would go. Um, is, is there sure. beer? Of course, there's my, beer. Uh, my my daughter, who's going to be at George Washington, will get on the train and come up to New York and meet us. This sounds like fun. Okay. This is all, it's all Kenny's idea. We got to blame him. Nothing. Anyway, SP no, futures I'm, up thirty-two I'm, now. I'm all over it. Nasdaq futures up one twenty. We like the numbers. Be back tomorrow. Stocks and jacks. Stocks and jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to ptisecurities.com. PTI Pro Direct. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at ptiprodirect.com. Nadex, offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708 349 3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit hamzianalytics.com. Cairo Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968.